Let's go. Long time no see. Thanks for stopping by. I had the uh, pleasure of seeing the new Han Solo movie, Solo Star Wars Story, over the weekend. Uh, it was a movie that was kind of plagued by a lot of issues. I think the directors, uh, Phil Miller and Chris Lord, or maybe I'm getting their names backward, got fired from the movie by Disney uh, over halfway through the production or three-fourths of the way through the production. It kind of, it kind of shows a little bit in the movie. Um, Ron Howard ended up taking over. I don't personally like any of Ron Howard's work. I think he's kind of generic, and he just always plays it safe, doesn't really have anything to say as an artist, but just someone who is, who's always been in the business. Uh, probably smart when it comes to business, relationship building, stuff like that, which is part of the reason. He's probably professional to work with, too. And from what it sounds like the other directors weren't, they were kind of doing their own thing and said, fuck it, which I respect, that takes balls. Originally, they were saying that, uh, they being the internet, uh, Alden Einreich, I think that's his name, the guy who played Han Solo, was like Ace Ventura, acting like Ace Ventura in the movie. He was kind of goofy and animated and over the top. Which, there wasn't much of that in the movie. You could see it in a few scenes. I wish they would have had that character be more like that. I think it would have been more fitting. Um, Especially with just the young, immature, Han Solo, kind of cocky, kind of arrogant. Probably fucks up a lot because of that and gets himself into bad situations because of that. I wish they would have showed that in the movie. Uh, It would have been good. Maybe the next time around they can do that. I think another thing is they were kind of just shoehorning everything in, you know, like they shoehorned the Kessel run in, they shoehorned meeting Chewbacca, they shoehorned uh, meeting Lando, which Lando was the best part of the movie in my opinion, uh, Lando Calrissian played none other uh, by Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, he was fantastic, they're saying that he's going to get his own spin-off movie, which I think is going to be great, he was awesome. One thing I thought that was just kind of unnecessary, they made this weird sexual relationship with him and his robot, and I feel like everyone's getting so PC, and they were talking about him having to be pansexual, I don't know why we even have to have romance in movies sometimes, can't it, can't it just be like these people are in outer space and they're, they're fighting this criminal underworld, which is what the movie was supposed to be, I think the romance and the love aspect is just unnecessary. The romance and love aspect between Han Solo and Kira, played by that lady who's in Game of Thrones, unnecessary. Uh, I think she's going to probably be the villain in the next movie, spoiler alert. Uh, And At the end of the movie, Darth Maul pops up, who died at the end of Phantom Menace. I think Disney is really trying to turn these into Marvel movies. It's going to ruin and taint the Star Wars franchise. This movie is already underperforming at the box office. Overall, I would say this is not a good movie worthy of a Netflix stream. I think that they could have done a much better job with it. I do think the guy who played Han Solo was a great actor. He just didn't get a chance to shine because they were making everything Disney-esque. Last week, I had the pleasure of going to the five spot to see Smart Objects and Creature Comfort. Shout out to Lindsay Thompson for getting me on the guest list of that show. Uh, the drummer for Creature Comfort is Tails, 
who's been a guest on the podcast in the past. And um, he just released an, a self-titled EP and is super impressive. This next song is called Fuck Your Band, XOXO. Podcasts. Today we have Josh Norfleet 
Do you want to plug your social media? Yes, I would love to. Um, it's just the underscore north n o r f underscore pole, and it's, I think it's it on everything. Yeah. Everything except Snapchat. Snapchat, it's j underscore ninety four. But I don't. I mean, don't fucking follow me on Snapchat though. So. Well, they're gonna do it. Now. <laughs> I, I, you, I, put, you put it out there, dude. Yeah. They're, I, they're, they'll come now. I, I really don't post anything good. I'm like, I try my best to post something on Snapchat that's somewhat viewable content. But I don't know. I don't know how Snapchat exactly. Like every social media has a certain way that you can master it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Snapchat is mastered. I don't know either. I don't know how you use that as a marketing tool. Um, it's weird because there are people who are really good at it. I I'm feel. sure. Yeah. No. I'm. I. It's just a mystery to me of yeah. how you become successful at right. Snapchat. It is. It is interesting because I will see people post snaps constantly. I really feel like for me, it's I don't post enough snaps. <laughs> you know what I like? Because honestly. I rarely post any Snapchats. Maybe like, I don't know, two every two days. I, it's never really like a consistent thing. It never is. But I have friends who are just all that. Yeah, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to cash my check at the bank. Uh, yo, look at this crazy car that I saw on my way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's every part of somebody's life. Mm-hmm. It really is. But I feel like everybody said that when Twitter first became a thing, too. Everybody's like, I don't give a shit if what you're tweeting about or what you're doing today. Uh, yeah. But Twitter's honestly my favorite. Really? Well, I, I love Twitter. Why is Twitter your favorite? Man, it's just like an open book for all of your friends and just people that you're interested in. Um, it's just a straight timeline of thoughts. Everybody, what everybody's thinking, how everybody's feeling, um, opinions of you may like, you may not, you may not like. It's interesting, but it's it's probably my favorite. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like your uh, your psyche. You can tell what kind of psyche someone has when they post yeah. online. You can tell what type of person they are. Really? Yeah, you really can. Yeah. And you hear their innermost thoughts, they can reveal them in a way without having to reveal them in the world. It even goes to like when people, um, bosses interview you for a job, they, you know, check your Facebook and see what your Facebook looks like. Isn't that weird? It's really weird. Mm -hmm. But they have the capability to do it. So of course they're going to do it. Anyone could. Yeah. Anyone could. Anyway, at any given time, and that's also kind of scary. I was telling you this before the podcast. Uh, drummer of the band I'm in, No Name Blues, Kirk Morrow Jr., he, uh, we were just chilling, and I was telling him about this show on Netflix called Evil Genius, and if you haven't seen it, you should, because it's amazing. Um, and he was like, oh, that's cool, but then the next day, he gets on Facebook, and there's an ad for Evil Genius that pops up. Yeah. Like, Dude, they're listening. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, it was like that whole fucking thing with with Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. and fucking the the hearing in Washington D.C. It's just Did like you watch any of those? I watched it, dude. I just don't know what the fuck was going on or what it really accomplished. 
Yeah. It would just seemed like everybody was really confused. I don't even think it was any kind of conspiracy. I just think that there's a generation who doesn't understand techno- technology. Which is a, a vast majority of those people with those jobs on the, yeah, you know what I but mean? But they have some real world wisdom. Right. And then you have our generation where all we have is technology and we have this new world wisdom without the experience to really back it up yet. Mm-hmm. It is true. I mean, there were even people asking him questions like, I remember there was a specific question where this guy was like, how does Facebook make money? And Mark was like, sir, we sell advertising. You know what I mean? We advertise. Yeah. Uh, and it's crazy that like people our age, some people just do that for a living in other ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, I invented an app and I just get ads from it and make a shit ton of money. And that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, the, the tech, the Silicon Valley tech people. Mm-hmm. That's a whole interesting, like, subsect of culture in our generation. Mm-hmm. So much of it evolves around, revolves around technology. Yeah. And do you ever think there will be a point where, like artificial intelligence and technology of that extent becomes a real life thing. You know what I mean? Do you ever think that could ever happen? Or do you think we're already progressing towards that? I think we're already progressing towards that. I think, I think we're living kind of what we were talking about earlier. uh, Living, we're living at the beginning of the future that's in like movies and TV shows and shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to figure shit out because we're going through like a storm as a species right now and we're figuring shit out as a microorganism because mm-hmm. we we're, we all need each other. That's that's how we survive is because we all, we all like need each other, you know, mm-hmm. need each other's lives. Just even if it's for like basic human instinct of having a tribe and being a part of something. What's that? Some people don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is sad. So there's some people that just tap out of society. Mm-hmm. There's times when I understand it, but there's also times that I feel like I got to be with my group, man. I feel like I have to be with my peers, you know, my my posse. You know, that gets me going. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I really enjoy spending time with people. I, and it's crazy because I used to not be that way. When I was younger, I was in my room playing video games, guitar. Like, all my friends, you know, were, oh, we're going to the football game. And I'm like, screw that football game. I'm just trying to hang out in my room and be by myself. Um, but I feel like now I'm more of, I want to spend time with people. I want to hang out. I want to see what everybody's doing. and yeah, More social, I guess. What do you think changed, or how did it change? I don't know. Um, maybe it's something to do with maybe working in the music business. I don't know. Yeah. Like, where you kind of have to be more social to be able to progress, or you didn't really have a choice. Push out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm, most definitely. I don't know, though. But definitely when I was younger, I, I hated, like, I didn't really hate it, but... I would much rather just spend time by myself. 
And there's times now when I'm like that, but, but the majority of the time I'm trying to, you know, hang out with my friends, spend time with people, get to meet new people. I love meeting new people. That's one of my favorite things to do is just meet new people. Um, like today I met my girlfriend's uh, like aunt that she hasn't seen in like 15 years or something. It was, it was a great experience. I loved it. I love seeing different personalities, how one reacts to another person when they talk about a certain thing. It's so interesting to me. I don't know. It's, uh, it's just cool to meet new people and see what they're really like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think uh, especially living in Nashville, there's so many different kinds of people you can come across because Nashville right now is like such a diverse place. There's people moving from all over the world to Nashville. Every day, man. It's wild. Like all from all over the U.S.? Yeah. I mean, you're from Maine. Yeah. I'm from Indiana. It's like, whoa, that in itself blows my mind. Like I said, you're the only person I've ever met from Maine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, it's, it's fucking, it's crazy, man. There's people from everywhere down here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's come through here and set up shop here. There's, there's so much happening, dude. It's, it's hot right now. And you know what? There's the, the same way that like in your hometown, there was those, uh, those factories. Mm-hmm. It's like that in Nashville, but in a different way. Yes. It's it's like in a more tech way mm-hmm. because all these tech companies are moving from San Francisco because rent is cheaper here. Right. So it's a, a West Coast culture coming to the South. Yeah, man. I. Uh, it's funny that you say that because at the Dave Matthews concert, I believe it was at Ascend, um, but they quoted Dave Matthews and they were like, he said out in the crowd, he's like, all my LA friends live here now. Yeah, and it, you kind of like I know some people that are like I I left L.A. to here. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like I love it. Yeah, they say that the quality of life is much better here than in Los Angeles. Wow, and I used to always out of high school want to say oh, I'm moving to L.A. I mean, I'm you know I'm going to Hollywood. We I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and now it's crazy to see how the uh, tides turn. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of the industry is there, mm-hmm. but now there you you don't really have to be in necessarily L.A. to try and make a career move with the power of the internet. That is true. You could you could live in the middle of nowhere if you figure out how to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you just do it from from where you are, run the operation all yourself. It is a thing now, man. It's kind of a blessing and a curse, but. It all it really is a blessing because you could do it virtually anywhere, but the competitive nature to it, you know what I mean? Like anyone could do it. Anyone could make some sort of songs that they put together, hit up CD Baby or TuneCore, say, yo, put this on Spotify and Apple Music for me and put it out there. And it's just, it's so easy to do, you know what I mean? I don't know. There's definitely an easy output of just like you could put your music out whenever, wherever, however, however, exactly. You can get it pressed to vinyl, even. Mm-hmm. There's so many options for what you can do with music and to release it. 
And I don't think any one way is necessarily wrong. You just have mm-hmm. to find out what works for you. For sure. You have to come up with a plan and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Which really gives the, the artist a lot of control now. It does. It really does give them a lot of control because they could do whatever they want, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to see like Jack White do his vinyl thing. And then I know people who make a pretty good amount of money and make a living off Spotify streams. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wow. That's a, it's a part of what the business is. Yeah. And p- there's so many old, like, people who were in the business and they're like, this is what you got to do. Because back in the day, when I first moved here, this is what you did. And then you think, like, you don't do any of that now. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. Complete. It's a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Different it changed. Day, yeah. Completely. It blindsided everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The music business did not adapt well. It didn't at it all. It did not do it gracefully. Mm-hmm. It went kicking and screaming. Yes. It it was it was it was living the life, dude. It was a party, man, for a long time. You ever seen this? Sh- it was a show on HBO called Vinyl. You ever seen it? I haven't seen it, but I heard that it was pretty good. It is good. I enjoyed it. It got terrible reviews, but I thought it was great. Um, it was really just about the record industry in the seventies, and so much like. Payola, cocaine, cocaine, and strippers, and you know, just shit in the seventies. It was so real. It was. It was so like, wow, this is how it really was back in the day. Yeah, they were living like animals, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like that doesn't really. It still happens today, but it's like it doesn't happen today. You're you're right. I. uh it definitely, it definitely happens to the slightest bit, but it's not as extreme. That's a good way of putting it. Not as extreme. Yeah, it's there's still uh, record labels sending stuff off to radio stations saying, "Here's a gift basket. Here's um, the artist's latest CD, and here's paying tribute." Yeah, it, thank you for you know giving us spins. Here's a gift basket full of booze and a trip to Florida. I don't know. You know what I mean? Rather- a trip to fucking Florida. God, what a what a fucking it's so skeezy, yeah. dude. It's real. That's how it is, man. That's really how the music business fucking is. I mean, yeah, it's more of not as crazy, I guess. Um, rather than being like, hey. If you play our song, I will give you two grams of cocaine and there's a hooker waiting outside for you. You know what I mean? It's just not as gruesome, I guess. Because it's definitely against the law to have a form of actual payola, like give actual money to a, a programmer to do a favor for you on the air. You yeah, know? so you give them hookers and cocaine instead. Right. <laughs> you liquidate your fucking... Assets. Mm-hmm. And you sell, happen. sell, sell. Mega happen, man. And you sell, you're sell. you selling an experience at that point. Yeah. 
I I forget what it was. It was uh, it was on YouTube. I saw it. It was this guy talking about just that same thing, just crazy shit that happened in the seventies, and it's super wild to see people do the shit that they did. This guy said that he spent on his artist. He dropped two hundred grand to Billboard, and the next day his song for his artist was number one. He literally just paid his way to be number one. And it makes you wonder if that, to that extent, if it, if it really does happen behind the scenes. I don't know, man. I, I really don't. I don't want it to be, but money. The, ch- the chances are high. The chances are high. There's really human good. beings involved. There's a great, uh, a great quote that Hunter S. Thompson said. Uh, I have to paraphrase because I don't know if I'll be able to remember it exactly. But he said, "The music business is where it's 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 like a one long money trench, and where pimps and thieves run free, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and good men go to die like dogs." Mm-hmm. And then he said, "But there's also a dark side, yeah, or something like that." Like, oh god, yeah, gruesome. Definitely gruesome. It's there's that side of it, but there's also, especially in Nashville, like the actual like musician community side of it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah, people here are fairly encouraging. Mm-hmm. Everybody's very supportive of each other. They really are. If you, you go up to anyone and you say, "Hey, I'm a musician," <coughs> it's such a common thing. But a lot of times they're like, oh, where can I, you know, find more music? Where can I find out more about you? Do you have a Facebook page? Do you have a website? A CD? Um, everybody's really just trying to help everybody, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we got to... Music is a shared experience and we got to do it together. Mm-hmm. Was there a music scene in your hometown? Not really. There was a little bit of a music scene in Maine, but it was not really anything. You know, when when I was growing up, it was a lot of like the white trash, emo, angsty metal bands that was very popular in Maine, and also just like straight up metal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that that's what a lot of the youth played in Maine. Really? Yeah. That's crazy because there was a metal scene in my hometown. Really? Yeah, for sure. And it, it was honestly good. Do you like metal? Like, you like heavy metal? Um, I like some heavy metal, yeah. I mean, I like uh, I do like Metallica, and I like Judas Priest is great. Nice. I, I like all that shit, you know. Yeah. Um, I love Black Sabbath, of course. Oh, yeah. You got all the fucking Sabbath. But, yeah, yeah no, I, I like I like metal. I, I think it was it was just really... I don't know. It's almost like a weird symptom. Yeah. I yeah. Get, I get you, what you're saying. It's because I think we, like Maine, there's just something kind of quietly miserable about it. And it sounds like there was maybe something similar from where you're from too. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> all those factories shut down. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's definitely a different vibe. It, um, now there's just one factory there that, just everybody works there. There's so many people that they just, they work there. That's just what they do. Um, is it unionized? Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. it's like it's literally people will tell me stories at work there. It's a jungle, man. People will show up to work and you know, deal pills. Oh yeah, big time. But then they'll get fired, and then the union will be get their job back for them. Yeah, and they'll just have a job still. They'll just show Dude. up to work, you know, jacked up on drugs, and if they get fired, they'll just get their job back. How many people work there? Oh god, I couldn't even think of a number at the top. Of my a couple head. thousand. Oh yeah, for sure. For so sure. it's like a big economic deal yeah, in the area. Like, I mean, it's it's Chrysler. Oh, so it's, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely it's, it's the transmission plants. There's like several different buildings throughout Kokomo, where I'm from, and even in Tipton, like the town next to it. There's this different Chrysler transmission. Wow. Factories. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. That is wild. Mm-hmm. And that's just what everybody does, man. They retire from high school and they either go to college or they go work at Chrysler. And honestly, kudos to those people because they make a shit ton of money. Yeah. They make a shit ton of money. Union gigs are mm -hmm. good. Good money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you could retire. You could, you know what I mean? You're virtually financially stable. You don't have to worry about anything. But I just couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I like there's something that tells my brain that I couldn't just sit there and put parts you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Back it's back so mind boggling. Yeah. It is I I can't understand it sometimes. Um where where I'm from we have a Bath Ironworks and they build battleships and all the gigs are unionized for that too. Really? Yeah, so it's very similar to that factory. Was it is it the same way of like people are coming in and just doing reckless shit? Yeah, I think probably like I know that there's definitely like a lot of drugs that are going on there for sure. Probably a lot of like pills and shit like that. God. Like I I I don't know for sure. I've just heard a lot of stories and I've known a lot of people personally and it's yeah. like, it's like you can go and you can get a job for six months of the year and then there's layoffs and whoever gets cut doesn't have seniority yet mm-hmm. and you basically you have to wait for people to either die or retire <laughs> to move up yeah. and that's the only way to move up mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah dude I grew up in a town exactly like that man uh, that's yeah. exactly it's like, how my hometown was that's where like my dad worked yeah my dad worked at Bath Ironworks. My yeah, I've my grandpa moved from like our my basically from there because my grandpa, like I said, my uncle works there. Um, I have tons of friends that work there, and it, they live a very happy life. Then they may like post about it on Facebook saying like, "Oh God, I gotta work C shift this you know this week." Like, ah, screw that. But kudos to those people. You know what I mean? Someone's got to do it, I guess. Yeah. No, dude. I think working class America has long been forgotten. Mm -hmm. And we we come from, both come from a place where that's still almost like a burned out version of it. You know, there's this um, uh, version of American burnout now where it's like there used to be so much more robust things. Yeah. Our economy, I mean, it's getting better now, but 
I don't know. It was just different, I feel like, when we were kids. In the 90s, it seemed like everything was good. It really did. Yeah. Did. yeah like was great. Like, that was a normal maybe. Maybe we were just young and didn't realize. Yeah. But all the more beauty to that, I say. I, because uh, in the 90s, I would just wake up eat my cereal, watch Rugrats, and shit my pants, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Life was a lot more simple. Life was a lot more you simple. You didn't know shit about shit. Right. You did. Oh, my gosh, man. Life was a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before you knew. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe it's just really, it's just, it sucks because we're, we're old. <laughs> yeah. We have to go to work and do all that. It's not fun. No, it's 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 not fun. Sometimes it can be really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Just be like, I know for for me, you know, I I really appreciate always having a job and everything like that and having a way to make money. Mm-hmm. But I would just love the chance to. I love to earn the chance to just be creative all the time. Yeah. Just make music all the time and. Make my own music. Just live a peaceful life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, ultimately, that's what I would want to, is just to be able to do what I want to do. Make money from it and to supply it myself. I, I would love to have a family one day. Um, my family, my friends, just make sure my people, my squad's taken care of. Everybody's is living a good life. Yeah, because I'm all about vibes. I'm all about their ha- like you like right now. This this vibe is cool. I'm all about making sure that there's good vibes that are at least being started, so more good vibes are being shared by everybody else. Because you always get that one asshole that comes in and it's just like yeah, and just ruins it for fucking everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Who just comes in and just, just ruins the vibe completely. And it sucks. I just give, I always try to make sure that they're being good vibes set always. I feel like that's such an important thing. And not everybody knows it. No. I've been that asshole before. Have you? Oh, yeah, big time. How so? I don't know. You know, I was just, uh, when I was younger... I just really didn't give a... I was kind of a punk, dude. I just didn't give a fuck. I didn't listen to anybody. I just said and did whatever I wanted. Right. And I don't know. I was just I was just a punk, man. I was just a little fucking punk. Like, did you get in trouble in school a lot? Like, I didn't ever get really in trouble. I was... I didn't, like, smoke weed when I was a kid. I didn't drink or anything like that. I was mm-hmm. just very... Always challenged authority. Yeah. I uh, I never really challenged authority. I in high school I I drank. I like went to parties and I never smoked weed in high school though. Really? Yeah, never smoked weed in high school. And probably didn't smoke weed till I was like eighteen, I don't know. At like sometime out of high school, I, I I'm pretty sure. I may I may have been like a senior or something, but yeah. I I've I really believe that it was after high school. It was for me, too. Mm-hmm. I was 18, maybe 19. Yeah. I was probably 19 when I first smoked weed. Mm-hmm. 
I, I had never done anything like that before. I was always kind of not against it in high school, I guess, but I was afraid of it. Yeah. Because I didn't really know, you know, I didn't, we, because we, our childhood was still in the, the say no to drugs was still all the rage. Oh, for sure, bro. Dare class? Dare, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dare, man. They would tell us not to come do drugs or not do drugs or anything like that. I feel like all of our fucking generation is like weed smoking millennials. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody smokes weed. Oh my God. Yeah. It's really fucking common. It's more strange for someone to not. Smoke weed, I feel like, of our generation now. It is interesting, man, because I feel like a vast majority of our generation, that's what they do. They they like to do that, and maybe even more now so because of some states making recreational marijuana yeah. is completely legal. That may have just, that itself, I'm sure, opened up the door for it in general, you know what I mean? It did, dude. I, I lived out in Colorado for a year. Oh, my God. When I was 20, 21, I was not responsible enough to live out there yet. Yeah. No way, shape, or form, dude. I I had all my bills paid and everything was good on that front, but I was smoking a lot. (laughs) Dude, it was strong, and I was just not together enough as a human being to try and get things done in my life. Oh, man. You know what happened the year I lived there? Huh. Nothing. I just got stoned. Oh, that was gosh. it. The only time I wasn't stoned was when I was at work. That was it, dude. I was stoned a lot of the other times. Damn. Yeah. So I, I was just not not ready for that responsibility yet. Right. Yeah. I. Oh God. I get. I get like that though. Whenever I get stoned, I like think. Uh, you know, I could fold that laundry later, or I can make send that email. Later. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go play guitar for a minute. And it's nice. I it definitely gives me a creative outlet. Yeah. But as far as a responsible, being a responsible human being, it definitely doesn't help. Yeah. No. I I've had to start forcing myself to to do things when I'm stoned. Yeah. Like make sure you know if I'm gonna get stoned, I gotta take out the trash, something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't be a lazy fucking stoner <laughs> all my life. I don't like to be, man. I don't like continuously doing it. No, no. And as I've gotten older, you know, uh, I don't smoke as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I've really calmed down on the weed smoking. Mm-hmm. Doesn't lead to a very productive life. <laughs> it definitely. Uh... Causes some setbacks in some ways. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's useful in a bunch of different ways, but I definitely don't. There, I have, you know, I know people that just, that's what they do. Just, every day, they're just like, yeah, we wake up, we get high, we go to bed, getting high for breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's what we're doing. And they do that every day. I, my head will get groggy after a while. I'll, you know, just always be super tired. Um, I enjoy doing it, but yeah, just not every day. You know what I mean? That would suck. Yeah, dude, it's a. Uh, it can be too much sometimes. That's what I learned when I was out in Colorado. I'm sure. I'm they sure. had really strong edibles out there too. Oh God, I can only imagine. and. I was not mature enough to handle th- those ancient medicines the way I was mishandling them. Mm-hmm. 
just no. It was it was not good. You know, I'm the the. It was it was great though. There was a lot of good weed out there. There was a lot of good weed. Mm. There was a lot of good, um, a lot of good edibles. It was beautiful. I'm sure the culture in Denver was amazing too. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of a mixture in Colorado of cowboys and hippies. Mm. You lived in Denver, didn't you? I I lived in Louisville, which is right outside of Boulder. Oh, cool. Which is like hippie capital USA. Wow, is it really? I I think so. I mean, it's it's like the birthplace of, like one of the birthplaces of hippie culture in the United States. Like it's been a hippie place for a long time. Nice. Um, I would love to go out west, man. I've never really been out west. Really? Never really been. Out. The farthest west that I've ever been is Chicago, Illinois. I swear. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've been south. I've been up and down. I've been to Pennsylvania, Jersey. Um, like Virginia and like Alabama and Georgia, all those places, but never been out west. And I, I, there's never really been a reason why I haven't. I don't know. I just I've never have. Would you be interested in checking out the desert? Oh, I would love to. Arizona or New Mexico or something like that. I would love to. Anything I've never seen it before. The only like exotic place I've really I've been to the Bahamas. That was an interesting experience. It was like a... Uh, it really reminded me of what I would think Jamaica would be like. A very tropical island with, you know, pop, poverty of little kids coming up to you saying like, Hey, do you want to buy this bracelet? And <laughs> it's super funny. The one thing I remember from this cruise that we went on in the Bahamas, I... Uh, was on the beach with my cousin and we were playing volleyball and this dude with just a shit ton of t-shirts on both of his shoulders walks up to us and he's like oh yo he's like you want to buy one of these t-shirts and my cousin was like how much he said $25 and we're like oh we were good (laughs) he said I'll be able to sell you some blow (laughs) oh we were like I was a sophomore in high school I think and I was like what does he mean by blow Damn, dude. Yeah, and he's like, okay, $20, and I bought the shirt, and it was the Warner Brothers sign, and it said, if you see the police, Warner Brother." <laughs> I've seen that shirt. <laughs> they say sell them at, like, the mall and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. But I, like, remember back to that incident in the Bahamas, and I'm like, what did he mean by blow? What's blow? <laughs> You didn't know it was cocaine. <laughs> I, at the time, I didn't know. I was, yeah, I was like, that's a good thing. School. Yeah, I, I, I thought he, I thought he meant pot. Honestly, when he meant blow at first, I don't know why I thought that, but um, yeah. I've I, never been to the Bahamas. It was pretty cool, man. It was very nice, but like I said, it kind of reminded me of what Jamaica would be there is a form of poverty, you know, really bad poverty there. But it's also very touristy, and there's parts of it that's like, whoa, this is insane. A beautiful place. Mm-hmm, a very beautiful place. And a lot of crazy, like, they have like a senior frogs in Nassau, Bahamas, and that's just like a crazy college drunken fest, you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've only I've been there one time, 
in the Bahamas, but I, it, and when I went, it was insane. There was just, you know, people just flooding shots and, you know, doing all that shit. And you could just tell that it was young people that were ready to party down. It was like a, a Broadway bar. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, what do you got uh, coming up with uh, No Name Blues here? Anything soon? Um, I don't. When 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 will you post this? I'm gonna post this next week. Okay. Um, we we are gonna be playing Drifters Barbecue tomorrow. Um, and we're playing this uh, as a music festival and oh my gosh, I forget at the top of my head where it's at. It's on Sunday. It's like a Mother's Day tribute festival. This this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I, the only thing that I can think of up and coming... Well, any, it would be anything like two weeks from now. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, the, these shows will already be happening. Yeah. Um, but I know we have a... What about June the 2nd? Yes, that'll be before... This will be posted yeah. before June the 2nd. Uh, June 1st and June 2nd, well, we have two shows in Nashville. Um, June the 1st at Slider House. Um, I believe that's from 7 to 9. Check our, um, our Facebook and our Twitter because we'll start promoting that soon and talking about that. Um, I know we've got that going on in June the 2nd. We uh, are playing in Murfreesboro at a local Murfreesboro like festival that's going on in town. Nice. Um, I love playing in Murfreesboro, man. We played at a house party there, and it was fucking badass. I love. Really. Mm hmm. A lot of college kids. Yeah, it was a lot of MTSU kids and a lot of those music lovers, and this was a full-on operation, man. I'm, I was very impressed. Wow. Yeah, mm. like. You show up. There's a guy working the door. Wow. Like, okay, so like, they're I, they're running it. Yeah, you? it's a, it's a thing. Um, you ask the guy like, "Hey, do you know these people?" And he's like, "I'm the neighbor." Like, they, everybody gets involved. They you give them five bucks. The house party we played at, there was a, a keg that if you pay the five bucks, you get the keg and um, tacos because it was on Cinco de Mayo. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Very cool. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on today's episode. Dude, thanks for having me. I love doing this. Yeah, dude, I'm definitely going to have you back on again. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I definitely want to, man. You should definitely do some shit.